1: It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You get the picture wherever you get your podcast, You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets at Walker Mail and at Not of the Scribe. It's a Thursday. So just like any other weekday, you need to go check out Locked On NBA Thursdays on the Locked On NBA pod. Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore have game recaps and analysis of the biggest NBA headlines. You can follow the Locked To be a podcast today, wherever you get your podcast, the daily content will be coming back here pretty soon, really at the end of the month, heading into October as training camp is gearing up. Then of course, as the regular season gears up, so it's not too far away before we will be back with you every single weekday. Once again, we do have some content to get to regarding stealing from another show, because that's just the way that the radio (laughs) and the podcast business works. If we like something, then we're just going to take it and we're going to give them some credit every once in a while,
0: with no apologies though. Zero, no, no, no. we don't have to give credit. zero. No, we are the jack boys. We are the stick up kids of the podcast industry, Walker. So we apologize for robin We don't apologize for robin anybody. Give me your lunch money. We stick you Punk. up. Exactly. That's what I want. No, exactly. We are the Omar Little. Shout out again. Rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. But we, but we are the Omar Littles of the podcast game. We stick you up, take your jewels, and then we'll rock them around. To, are next. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what, we'll dare you to say something. Now you may have seen the
1: same concept on, I don't know the low post podcast, but it doesn't mean that we stole it just means that it happens to be a coincidence and maybe we borrowed it. That's just the other place. So look, we we're not apologizing for anything, but you might happen to see similar content on the low post podcast. And that content might look something like three teams that are the biggest threat to the Hornets. And three teams that were just not as high on in the Eastern Conference. Maybe there's some overlap. I don't know Nada's list. He doesn't know my list. But this is what we're going with today. So we're going to start with the three teams that are the biggest threat to the Charlotte Hornets. And we're playing with the loose definition. So threat as in maybe kicking the Hornets out of the playoffs. Maybe threat as in they just often beat up on the Hornets. It's a bad, uh, bad matchup. Maybe the Hornets have them four times on their slate. Whatever definition you want to go with, we play by our own rules today. We're, I don't know why we're coming out so chest poundy today. Like, this is what we do. It's Thursday. It's the weekend. We're we're, we're a bunch of, man, we're just involved in some crime today. I, this is what we're doing. Yes. Um, all right, now I'll allow you to go first. This is your concept, kind of. Uh, it's your concept. So I'll allow man, you to yes, go yes. first. Uh, three teams that are the biggest threats to the Hornets. Give me your first team and tell me why they are a threat to the Charlotte Hornets.
0: Well, first as I look at my bet online sheet for over under wins cuz that's how I'm going to look at this, this is how I'm going to determine to this is how I'm going to determine it. I look at the Toronto Raptors and I think you know what as a team that is on, that is slated to have two less wins than the Charlotte Hornets. To me, they feel like a team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on. I think a bunch of this comes to How much does playing in the North rather than playing in Tampa hurt or help their chances? And for me, I think playing at home, playing in Toronto rather than playing in Tampa, I think all the turmoil of it being Kyle Lowry's last year, I think defensively they're going to be a juggernaut and they're going to be closer to a top 10 defense than a bottom 10 defense. This team is going to win a lot of games. And this team scares me in terms of this team could take I could see them taking 3 or 4 from the Hornets this year. I can see them doing that and I can see them being the reason they not only like that the Raptors end up making the play in but also they may be the reason that the Hornets are not even playing in the play in tournament. Like that's how good I think they can be defensively. Is that a lot on a uh, is that a lot on a rookie? Yes, but this is Masai Ujiri. And he puts together teams that are pretty dope. So I think I'm going to start this list off Toronto. I think they're probably the biggest threat to the Hornets, not only making the play in, but the playoffs altogether.
1: Not I'll go with Toronto as well. They're on my list. And here's why you brought up a couple of the points of people just maybe being lower on them because they don't have Kyle Lowry because they had a down year after, of course, Kawhi Leonard is gone. Uh, also they just didn't have nearly the year that, uh, that people maybe thought that they would now, depending on the over, under site you go to, they're obviously going to be different here and there. Uh, you know, some people actually have Toronto finishing a game above the Charlotte Hornets winning one more game above what the Hornets are. You know, I guess some lists are going to have the Raptors finishing below the Hornets, but here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at their head to head schedule this year and Their schedule, as far as them playing against one another, is pretty damn condensed at an important time in the season. So from January 25th to February 25th, the Hornets will play the Toronto Raptors three times, one Tuesday, January 25th. It'll be in Toronto, February 7th. The two teams will play each other at home in the Spectrum Center, and then they'll play the Toronto Raptors once again on February 25th at the Spectrum Center. It's going to be a a big swing in those three games that they're playing against a team that conceivably you would have really close to the Hornets at the end of the season in the rankings as far as who could get to the postseason or not. You look at this first game against Toronto the next game, it's going to be on the road against Indiana, so that's a big-time contest against the Raptors because they're playing uh, a second night of a back-to-back on the road against the Pacers. Another team that could be showing up later, I don't know. It would make some sense, certainly. You're looking at that next game uh, in Toronto. Nothing special about the back-to-back there or anything like that, and the same thing with the third Toronto game. Um, But still, I just think the head-to-head schedule is interesting with it being so condensed in that that way, and also, you, you kind of went down the list of, yeah, this could be a franchise where OG Ananobi takes a big step up. Love me some OG. Plus it's maybe one of the best names in the NBA. You also have (laughs) Scotty Barnes, who I think is going to immediately contribute on the defensive end. You have to worry about their offense. Like who is their go-to guy that you can really trust now, you know, losing Kyle Lowry. That's significant. I I just, it's a new wave for the Toronto Raptors they still have Siakam I get that but maybe that's even a team that's kind of primed for a trade I don't know I don't know I just think uh, I'm with you on the Toronto Raptors being a threat to the Hornets schedule wise as well as just them you can see them kind of finishing with a similar record um, let's take a quick break that that will we'll just give you a tease and then we'll kind of jump into the other teams that we have as big threats to the Hornets and other teams in the Eastern Conference we're not quite as high on but first I want to remind you that direct TV stream is something that you need to be be paying attention to because how familiar does this sound? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got a ton of tons of electronic devices You're not even sure what's coming from where anymore, and you got your best friends logging for the good stuff. It's it's ridiculous. Stop that. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without that hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place, How simple and nice does that sound? That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. You're not tied down. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and you can get your TV together with DirectTV Stream, and you can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Content varies by the package. We'll take a quick break. Let's come up with some of the other teams that might be a threat to the Hornets on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of Black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents. More than God Almighty,
0: <laughs> keep this. Pres- you're you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a, a, a bit. I promise you, it's gonna no. no. It's gonna be a bump. It's gonna be a bump. Let it. Let it. Just let it be.
1: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. While you're watching direct TV stream, maybe you're watching the NBA game, your favorite team. Of course, you're watching the Charlotte Hornets. I know you want a snack. I know this. You're busy. You used up a lot of energy because of how much work you did today. And you need to go get a Built Bar. And I don't care what flavor. They're all Real. They're all so good. Coconut, Cherry barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie. Those are all the staples. I don't know what limited flavor they're going to release. I don't know when they're going to, but I just know you need to buy it because it's going to probably taste better than the staples and it's going to be high in protein. It's going to be high in fiber. It's also going to be low in sugar and low in calories. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCK. 15, and you can get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Nada, lead us off. What's your next team that you think is going to be the biggest threat to the Charlotte Hornets?
0: You know, I thought I was going to be able to avoid them and say, because I've mentioned them, they're kind of overexposed in the, on this podcast, but the Chicago Bulls come clearly number two, and you start looking at where this can be a problem. One, they're they're probably deeper at the wing than the Charlotte Hornets. They're also a little bit better in the post right now. Actually, no, a lot bit better on, on the post with Vucci and very little else there. And also, and you brought this up, and it's a really interesting point that I hadn't thought about until you said something. The Bulls games are in really, really fragile places for the Charlotte Hornets this year. One again, they have a game in November on one of those nice long, long road trips. They, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, they do at the end of the month in November, November 29th. And that's in between one of those long road trips that you're going to see the Hornets go on, where it's Rockets, Bulls, Bucks, Hawks. Like that game can be a, a swing game on whether you feel good about a road trip or whether you feel bad about a road trip. They also play them in February as well, in between that swing of those, uh, of those Raptors games, and then they also play them, I yes, in the second-to-last game of the season on April 8th. The Bulls could basically be one of those teams that if they need the game to stay out of the play-in, they're going to play everybody, and most likely the Hornets will be in the same boat where they're going to need to get seeding or, again, avoid 10 or avoid 9 or, again, Heaven, like, again, you're praying for this, but they're playing for home court on, a, a, and they're playing for home court. So I kind of really think that the Bulls are number two because of what we've mentioned before, the depth on the roster. And they're going to be one of those teams that, with where the schedules place them, can do a lot of damage to the Hornets' playoff chances at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought about the Chicago bulls as well. It's not the team that I went with here. I alluded to it. And so I might as well just let the cat out of the bag. I'm going to Indiana Pacers. Now I just think they're a little bit of a. Oh, oh, oh
0: wait, wait! This this is
1: this sounds homerish. Well, it's not. I I know about them. That's why I feel like okay. I am well within my right to say they're a threat to the Hornets. But really, it's just because I don't know about them, right? Like here I am saying, I am familiar with what they're going through, but I don't know what the wild card. I, like I feel like they're a wild card. I can't get it out. I feel like they're a wild card to this year. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that everybody was talking about with the Pacers heading into last season was was TJ Warren's performance right out of the bubble. I mean, you talk about one of the more uh one of the more unpredictable performances in the bubble. TJ was playing like an MVP. I mean, he was an all NBA bubble performer once he was down there in Orlando, but then he got hurt and didn't play much this season. Well, then as you saw just last week, the Indiana Pacers they released an injury update and here's what it says. TJ Warren's stress fracture in his left foot is healing during the rehabilitation process, but not at the pace previously anticipated. He remains out indefinitely and further updates will be provided as warranted. So even without TJ Warren, even without Miles Turner, this is that Indiana team that spanked twice, one for, once in the first half, once in the second, hell, four mm. quarters. Maybe they're still spanking him. I don't know. But the Pacers just beat them down in this play-in opportunity that the Charlotte Hornets had. And they would actually go on to, I believe, lose to the Washington Wizards as the Wizards would get into the playoffs. But the Indiana Pacers, they don't have TJ Warren again. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Miles Turner either. Uh, You know, I like Miles. Sumner's hurt, isn't he? Right. Well, he's. you're saying who's hurt? And Edmonds. Well, yeah, he's gone for the year. I think he ruptured his Achilles, so Sumner's not going to be playing for this team. But they still have enough talent, and I don't know what this team is going to look like under Rick Carlisle because that, like, that's the guy that can maybe salvage all of this because he is such a good coach after what he did with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I know they haven't you know gotten out of the first round in a long time, but Luka Doncic is really the only star piece he's had since Dirk and those guys got old. Uh, You know, so Indiana is just interesting to me, right? Plus you add a little bit of that's the opening game, you know, so they, they open up with the Pacers, October 20th, those games are actually kind of spread out. So the next Indiana game that takes place on December 29th, the next one takes place January 26th, and that's it. You've just got the three matchups against the Indiana Pacers, but they're all kind of spread out. I just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like they're a big threat. I don't know how to get a grip on them. I don't know what they're going to look like at the end of the season. If Turner is actually finally traded, plus we know that they play with two bigs and Sabonis and Turner. We know the Hornets are susceptible to good big play. Uh, It's just the Pacers, they're always a little bit of a weird. Your team when the Hornets play
0: it. Absolutely. I actually, I actually really do agree with you the more I think about it. I was about to sit up here, call you a homer, and just laugh at you, but no, you're right. This team was functionally better than the than the Charlotte Hornets last year. They probably they attacked the Hornets' biggest weakness, which is at the big spot. If you get a healthy Brogdon, which they really didn't last year, this team is very, very dangerous and can exploit everything. Everything that the Charlotte Horns can do, so I absolutely agree with you. I, 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 you know what, it almost got me to make them my third team on the list, mm-hmm. but but because you know what, we're gonna wait till after the break to tease, to give our thoughts okay?
1: Wow, we're but, just gonna save some content. You just want to go to the third team in the next segment,
0: yeah, exactly. And then we'll save the th- three teams we're not worried about for Tuesday, okay? I figured we might as well do that, like, we got to spread this content out, baby. It's a content, desert. all right? We were- so. Go- so so therefore, we are going to go take a break and then we're going to come back. We're going to give you that third team and then we will talk to you again. We will figure it out. All right.
1: We are From producing now. on the fly on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We will give you our third team and maybe clown around with some other subject that we don't really have in mind right now because we're playing on the fly. It's coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.
0: This is Locked
1: On Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a Funkmaster Flex. Shout out to
0: him. again, Walker, how old are you again?
1: Uh,
0: I am 28 years old. (laughs) I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore.
1: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing and we're dwindling down to the playoffs. It's coming up soon. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or you can head there on your mobile device and you can check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You can get the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget that the promo code is locked on. All right, Nada, lead us off once more. What is your third biggest threat to the Charlotte Hornets this season?
0: This is gonna surprise me because Bet Online has them as like a 40 again, has them as an odds-on favorite to win 46 or more games. But the Boston Celtics, they feel like a team that last year wasn't necessarily a mirage where no one got along, the pieces didn't fit. And I'm not sure Danny Ainge, Ime Udoka, and a whole bunch of stuff, including not having really having a point guard this year, is going to fix it. So I'm saying they're going to lose more games, but they functionally are a more talented team than the Hornets. And if they are in the dweller with the Charlotte Hornets, do you trust the Hornets to win a winner-take-all game against the Boston Celtics? Because right now, I can't feel... Confident about that, like that's what I'm worried about. The Boston Celtics are supposed to win 46, more than 46. I I, I feel like they're going to win in that 41-42, and that's going to put them right in the path of the Charlotte Hornets at this point.
1: Yeah, no, I I can see the Boston Celtics. I I think that they're just going to be too good, and they're going to bounce back. Um, for them to be a, a real problem. But real quick, before I give my team, you know, one thing I I was thinking about when you sent over this topic, it. I mean, I I couldn't think of another angle too much besides teams that are just going to be battling with the Hornets for playoff positioning and so yeah like you're right with the Boston Celtics you don't necessarily think that was all the mirage you know I, I I guess with their placements on the schedule I maybe do you get my question right yeah. like is there is there another way for a franchise to be the biggest threat to the Charlotte Hornets despite just talking about seeding in the playoffs and standings in the
0: Eastern Conference yeah no, the biggest threat like if, if we're honest the biggest threat is a trade and I just, especially considering what next year's free agency is looking like, there may be a lot of teams at the deadline that are going to ask about guys. Maybe it's a Zach Levine. Maybe it's another one of these things. But if we're talking about the biggest threat, I think the biggest threat is probably, again, a non-team factor. It's probably the trade market. Because if Chicago falls on their face, Levine's probably gone. If... The like again, the Hornets we know are basically staying, staying pat. They're gonna stay static. There are some teams that I wonder if they do fall on their faces. If Atlanta, for heaven forbid, falls on their face, what do they do with guys like Cam Reddish and everything? As they have to pay Trey Young. Those are the like if we're talking about a non like if we're talking about a non team factor, it's the trade market. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so one, one team I toyed with it, I, I, it feels faulty, but Let me you know, Philadelphia, it. Philadelphia, you're playing four times this year. Ooh, and, that's a good one. And, and that is a good it's 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 just you know it's unfortunate, right? Like Charlotte's not as good of a team as Philadelphia, but you know, like I was I was trying to pick between them, and I was trying to pick between the New York Knicks where they're over under is set to the tune of something like 40, right? Like if you're talking about the Charlotte Hornets, if they play above, they're over set by Vegas, then they're going to, you know, going to be in that 40 range. You're talking about them trying to make the playoffs. I think the Knicks are a team that uh, to pay attention to, but you know what? I- I'll lean in with the 76ers because what is that team going to look like without Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, I do expect to get traded at some point. Uh, And and even if he's not Ben Simmons, is he playing Is he suiting up? So the Hornets will play the 76ers December 6th and December 8th back to back. And it's actually both of those games are going to be set at spectrum center. The other two times they play Philadelphia. You go down the list actually somewhat of a long way. I actually lost my place here. January 12th on the road is when they're going to play Philadelphia. And then the fifth last game they play, it's going to be in Philadelphia again. It's going to be on April 2nd at 1230, by the way, it's a matinee game, but like, you know, Philadelphia being such a good team with them having Joel Embiid, who is the ultimate Charlotte Hornet killer, right? Like when you talk (laughs) about stars, I mean, he destroys it. He's literally, Yeah. I mean, we, we are quite literally the Hornet that is on its last leg on the ground. And Joel and B don't even realize that he steps on us. I mean, that's how big he is. That's how small we are compared to our battles in the past. You know, I, I just think Philadelphia, bam, could you go? zero and four against that team despite the way like, you know, maybe they even trade a Ben Simmons to an Eastern conference team that helps that team like get over the hump against the Charlotte Hornets. So I I just think Philadelphia is a team that really could, uh, you know, go 4-0 against the Hornets because they don't match up well with them at all. And you're also talking about one of the best teams in the East. And the the wild card thing there about the Ben Simmons thing, too, is somewhat interesting. So, you know, I'll I'll lean with Philly, and I'll go with them over the New York Knicks, even though I think they're also an interesting team when we talk about playoff positioning.
0: So one question I do have is, what are some of your just-missed-the-list teams? Because I'll tell you one. Washington. Go ahead. Washington feels like you're not taking them serious, serious because they lost Russ, but what they got back and what they've added is just dangerous enough for you to be like, you might want to keep not necessarily a full eye on them, but you're side-eyeing them a little bit. They're the people in the bar that you worry about that's trying to steal your girl, and you see them plotting from the bar. You see them plotting.
1: You know what they are not they're They're the best friend that your girlfriend tells you you have nothing to worry about. They've been friends for a long time (laughs) and they're cool. Like you don't have anything to worry about. But in the end, he's there for her, consoling her. Once you guys break up and you realize, oh, wait, that was the plan all along. He just needed to stay close enough to her. And that's what the Washington Wizards are. You know, you think you lose Russell Westbrook, not as sexy, but you still have Bradley Beal. He's still got something to work with. Yeah, I can feel you on that. You know, if we look at the basement from the standings last year to see what teams maybe that are out of left field, they could come in and really hurt the Charlotte Hornets. You know, Cleveland is a team that has young pieces, but I'm not quite there on them yet. Like I, I, you know, you Cleveland like an Isaac was close on my
0: list. Cleveland Dar- was, was very close on my list.
1: Yeah, but I just really like what the magic did in the draft. And I think that's why I'm just interested how much, can Jalen Suggs step on the scene immediately and provide an impact? Does Wendell Carter have any kind of real reclamation project with them? Does a, Does a Mo Wagner come in and, you know, immediately improve that team's defense along with the Jalen Suggs where the defense has always been, you know, decent under Steve Clifford. We know that, but like, are are they going to have, and I don't even know Jonathan Isaac's status. Like, I mean, he, is he primed and ready to come back? I, I obviously he missed all last year, but we know at some point I think he's going to come back. So like the magic, just an interesting team enough to me to where it's like, okay, you know, should we be paying attention to them too? I, I don't know. That's just a question I pose out there, and I at least have one eyeball on.
0: You know what? I will say this: if th- there are those that are going to be listening to us, and I would tell you, if you think we're on or we're off or whatever, you have at Locked On Hornets to hit us, or at Not of the Scribe, or at Walker Mail, and tell us if we're wrong or we're right. Now, mind you, be respectful because again, we are the Jack Boys of this <laughs> podcast game, so we have no problem blocking you for disrespect. But I would love to hear what you guys think the three teams that you are you are probably the most worried about in the Eastern Conference that'll prevent you. Like we'd love to hear that. We'd love to get these responses over the weekend. And you know what? We'll have an episode Tuesday with the three teams we're not worried about. We'll take your feedback. We'll turn this into one big group project and one big Mm -hmm. group podcast group hug while we have our guns because we are the Omar Littles of the podcast game. Yeah,
1: 100%. Um, I'm going to pretend like I know what that means having not seen the wire yet. So uh, when we – like the magic just real quickly, you know, like you look at this roster. It, It is interesting to me just because they even have like an R.J. Hampton, and Gary Harris and I mean, they're They're defensively. I I just I just think offensively you're going to struggle way too much. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're truly going to get to the Charlotte Hornets, but like I, I didn't want to give people the same teams that were sandwiching the Hornets in the standings last year. I just think the, the magic, like maybe that's a team to tease into the next show Tuesday on, hey, I could see some semblance of success with that franchise based on what they've built and just a couple of wild cards on that roster. Look,
0: All right. We are, go we ahead. Have, go ahead. Like I, I completely understand what you're saying, because they look like the team that's going to say. I don't want to see them again late in the year because they're going to be young and scrappy and have nothing to play for but playing time and tape. So, yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from
1: like a Charlotte Hornets, the very end of the COVID shortened, uh, season type of team that you might have with Orlando. A lot of the young guys playing, uh, like they're on fire. All right. That'll do it for lockdown Hornets. Really appreciate you supporting the show. As always, make sure you tune in to lockdown NBA by telling your smart device to play the most recent episode, Hollinger and Duncan two really any show on the lockdown podcast network. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And we will be back with you on Tuesday.